The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello, and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is your host, Opal Singleton, and Susie Carpenter is with us today. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Opal. How are you? (laughs) I'm okay. Uh, I wanted to cover several things today. This show is meant to be a continuation of Human Trafficking 101, but there's quite a few things happening in our business that I really want to address. So first, let me tell you a little bit about the show. It is run by Million Kids. That is spelled M-I-L-L-I-O-N, Million, because over a million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. It isn't one million kids, and it isn't a million kids, or 10 million kids. (laughs) The other day, somebody said that. It is simply Million Kids. And you can see our website at millionkids.org. Org. We also operate a Facebook page. That is what Susie Carpenter does. She's our media and marketing director. And I think it is the best Facebook page probably in the world for certainly across the U.S. because she posts new cases sometimes two and three times a day. And so that Facebook page is just simply me and kids. You go to Facebook, you find me and kids, and you hit like. And you can do that anywhere in the world. You don't have to be in the U.S. By the way, we got our stats this last week. And we are just so grateful to be having such a fine following in countries like Germany and Italy and the U.K., Canada, Japan, uh, China, we are just really, really blown away by that. And we hope that we can give you the content and material that works also for your part of the world. Because we know that human trafficking is not unique to the United States. In fact, I know from all the articles that I look at, especially across Europe, this is really a big issue. It's a big issue because of refugees, because of displaced persons, because of migrants, uh, because of uh, vulnerable individuals that are being lured into both sex and labor trafficking. And, of course, that's been going on for a long time also in Latin America and in Southeast Asia. So thank you very much for following us. We hope that you will listen to this show, that you will share it with all your friends. If you run a nonprofit or you have a church anywhere in the world, ask us for an embed code. And you can you can put this uh program right on your own web page and you can offer that out as free human trafficking training this is meant to be a global 
weekly human trafficking training program. If you're in the U.S., you can call in at any time at 1-866-472-5788. Now, we know from our stats that most people listen to this by archive because they see it as a weekly training program. But it is also a live radio show, and you can again call in at 866-472-5788. If you want to reach me directly, you can always email me at opal, O-P-A-L, at me and kids. By the way, we have a new local radio show for you folks that are in Southern California, especially in the Inland Empire or Orange County or L.A., and that is at KTIE 590, The Answer, and it is every Saturday afternoon at 3.30. So that's enough of all that. Before we get into this whole victim discussion and who are they and how does this work and what we can do about it, there are two major things that are happening this week in the newspaper that I want to talk about. And so the first one we talked about last week on the show, the fact that a new California law went into effect. And there's a lot of discussion about this. And it it really is a very difficult situation. Uh, What has happened is that several legislators kind of enhanced an existing law, if you will. It was SB 1322. And in that law, basically what it said was that we do not arrest anyone under the age of 18 for commercial sexual exploitation. That is called CSEC commercial sexual exploitation of children. That's a California law for those of you across the United States that are listening. But it's kind of gone awry. Now, truthfully, we hadn't arrested them for a long time for CSEC. Now, it is true that, and I guess I didn't tell you this if you're new to listening, but Million Kids is the training and outreach coordinator for the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. And we also work with the Riverside County Sheriff Department through a Department of Justice grant. So as we do that, uh, one of the things that I know is that we do not and have not for a long time been arresting, especially minors. Quite frankly, we try not to even arrest. um, We're getting a lot of background noise here. (laughs) I'm not sure what's going on. Anyway, uh, we also, we quite frankly, do not arrest adults, if we can, for prostitution, unless they are, in fact, serious uh, perpetrators themselves, and that does happen. So the problem is, is this law has been turned into uh, a statement saying we have now legalized child prostitution. Well, there is something to that, because if you're not arresting them, then you make them, and I don't think anyone ever intended to do this. Now, I myself have not been heavily involved in this legislative process. I'm more roll-up-your-sleeves, hands-on, involved in trying to solve these problems as opposed to being an organization that's focused on on, uh, legislation, if you will. But in that case, what is happening is that the reverse effect The reverse effect of this is that what is happening is that pimps are going to see this as a license to prey on young people. And no one ever intended that law to end up that way. 
And I just shared this with you around the world because so many organizations around the world are working with their own legislators trying to figure out how to increase sentences and protect victims. So what is happening here is that in essence what is happening is that the law has, is being interpreted in a way that no one ever intended. Now, I don't know what's going to happen here to change this law. I don't believe it's really going to change behavior of law enforcement in that they were never, ever really out there doing it anyway, at least the groups that I work with in Southern California. Now, that's not to say it isn't happening across the United States, but this is a California law. However, we do need to look at it because it's a challenge in helping victims. And these victims need our help. It's a challenge because we can't keep them. We can't bring them in. We, can't, uh, we can offer them services, but we can't get them to stay. And, you know, this is a real challenge. So I just wanted to bring this up again this week for you across the United States that are looking at these laws. What I think is a better approach here is that we actually set it up so that maybe it's a misdemeanor so that at least you can bring her in and maybe arrange a program where they can be kept for at least 14 days. Get them away from their pimp and their predator because of the fact that, first of all, they need to detox. Second of all, they need to be able to download their feelings. Uh, we, we Hopefully, before the end of the show, we'll get deep into some of the psychological underpinnings that is going on here. And it takes time to work through it because these people have been greatly groomed. They have been broken. They have been, and many of them have been gang raped, gang sodomized. Many of them have been tortured in ways that you can't even imagine that they've been strangled they've had guns held to them they've been electrocuted they've been burned um, you know they they are manipulated in horrendous ways you're not going to deal with that in an hour or two that is a life-changing event we need a program where we can get them away from that pimp for at least 14 days. Actually, I think 21 or even 28 days is better. But I just want to share that with you. There is something else going on across America that is greatly disturbing to me. And this is really a worldwide story for all of you that are uh, out there. And that is the headline came out that Backpage has uh, shut down their adult services. Now, for those of you overseas, especially, you may not know what Backpage is, and especially if you're new to our program. But what is happening here is that Backpage is an online site where they will often use for um, selling of of commercial sexual exploitation. Now they pretend that it's escort, they pretend a lot of things, but none of us are stupid. They have a number of flowers on there. I mean, they're showing, you know, all kinds of body parts. Uh, they charge by the half hour, the 15 minutes. Uh, they have all kinds of, of indications on their website, what they're looking for. I'll do what others won't do, uh, early morning special. So it isn't hard to tell what is going on here. However, and it, this has always taken place in the escort section of Backpage. 
And, you know, anybody can go on and see it. Quite frankly, I go on it quite a bit because Backpage in the past, before they ended up so much in the legal system, has been really quite helpful to law enforcement because many of these girls who are trying to get out of the life, of course, the pimp is blaming them. They're saying they're independent. Their ad says that it's independent. But Backpage helps them make that case. So in the past, Backpage has been pretty pretty comfortable. What has happened is that they have arrested uh, the CEO of Backpage twice now, and it's actually gone all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court refused to hear the case. So everybody is hot after them. They took away their master charge visa service, believing that would shut them down. Quite frankly, this is not going to shut any of them down. In fact, Backpage has already opened up two new sites offshore, and uh, and on top of it, they are not about to shut down. We took away their they took away their master charge visa, and they simply use cyber currency. That makes it hard for us as law enforcement because we can't track the money. Cyber currency is anonymous and non-traceable. So all this legalization going on right now with Backpage is making the whole thing very very difficult and not really putting them out of business. Well, their response is to make an announcement that they have, in fact, gone out of that business, but they have not. So this first 15 minutes went really, really fast. We're up against a break. We're going to be right back. Stay with us. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton Okay, welcome back. This is Susie Carpenter and Opal Singleton, and we've been talking about Backpage. 
That is spelled B-A-C-K-P-A-G-E. And there's just a huge hubbub this week across the news about this because Backpage is the most well-known site for advertising of prostitution services, although they swear up and down they are simply escorts. Backpage looks exactly like Craigslist. And by the way, Facebook Marketplace also opened up and they look just like Backpage and Craigslist. So uh, there's all kinds of court wrangling going on trying to shut them down. They've arrested twice now. They've arrested the CEO. And uh, it's actually one of the cases has actually gone all the way to the Supreme Court. Well, what happened is that all of a sudden the L.A. Times, USA Today and the Washington Post this week came out with headlines saying that Backpage is shutting down their adult services. So for about 15 seconds, <laughs> we all like rejoiced. All right, finally, we're going to make some headway on this. Although I knew in my heart, I already knew that they had already opened up some sites offshore. You see, this is the reason I'm sharing this with you is how do we fight this and how do we stop it? And it is going to be very difficult to stop because the Internet is a global thing. And, you know, they operate on the Internet. So really, in the end, all that's going to happen is these sites are going to close down, reopen under another name, and go offshore. And there are many, many of these sites. It's just that Backpage is the most famous. Well, as we made the announcement to everybody and we were all excited, I talked to our undercover guys down there at the, at the task force, and they go, don't get all excited about that. All they did was move their ads over to the... Um, dating section so i go on back page and sure enough under escorts it says censored okay and it's shut down but you go to back page under dating and you got men looking for women and men and women looking for men and they have more ads under that than they ever had under escorts so they have not shut down they are not out of business and and it is still going on for all of those that want to know that I don't know where this is going to end. The uh, the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court, refused to hear some of the cases, but the CEOs are still up on a, on a charge of pimping and pandering, which they beat at one point. So we'll see it now under a new appeals court if that's going to happen. So it's kind of an interesting time. Well, I, I, you know, Susie and I, want, we spent the day together yesterday. It was really good. And her and I have talked about how do you beat this? Right. Who, who are these people? Uh, how does it work? You know, uh, we know so many survivors who are just phenomenal people, you know, extraordinary individuals. Uh, and they have come out on the other side. But we also know many kids that are in it that simply won't take help. Right. Uh, this is one of the reasons why this law is such a challenge, because they need help. And we, one of the things we wanted to do on this show is start to look at the various cases and say, who are they and what do they have in common and what can be done about it? And one of the things, we have a, a gentleman that is volunteering with me and kids by the name of Dr. Thomas uh, Hal, H-O-W-E-L-L. He's a forensic psychologist. And we've looked at things like how do they get these people in there and how does a girl fall for this, okay, for lack of another term. 
Mm-hmm. What what happens with her defenses that she is so vulnerable to listen to one of these deals? Mm-hmm. And it really, you know, there there's several things that I think go on. I one of the things that I have been doing is studying uh, online gaming, and one of the things that they're saying of this generation is that they lack empathy, and they're also more reactionary. And I got to thinking about that. You know, it's almost like we're into an adrenaline addiction because texting takes place. And and we're going to cover a lot of this over the next two to three weeks. We're not going to get through all of this this week. But think about texting. That's immediate gratification, immediate feedback, immediate stimulation of your emotions. And I believe that with 24-hour television, And all of this kind of thing, one of the things that's happening in this victimization kind of thing is a need for a constant assessment of who am I, how am I doing, am I feeling successful, am I feeling good about myself, and looking for external stimulation for that kind of acceptance, that kind Mm -hmm. of feedback. And I think the minute that you do that, you give away your personal strength. Mm-hmm. Do you have any Do you have any thoughts on that, Susie? Yeah, I was thinking uh, as you were talking how, like you said, the acceptance. I was thinking the word validation. Um, mm-hmm. We're always looking for validation, and the other thing is, is in texting, uh, we put our own tone of voice and and uh, whatever into that text, so we're interpreting it ourselves you may not really get what the the sender is actually saying because you're not hearing uh any any of their voice their their influx their intent but we we want to internalize it as positive validation as good things and as you and i know there's many people who are very vulnerable to trafficking who are susceptible to um, any form of love. And so if they're then twisting what these words are into, see that this person loves me, um, it's it's very easy for them to be duped because you're not really hearing the intent from someone's voice. And even then, some of these guys, as we know, are so slick, even if you did hear their voice, they're going to convince a vulnerable person to do what they want. You know, I, I, one of the things that we are all aware of in the business is that one of the most common factors is that many of these people, both male and female victims, were previously sexually violated. And I think that one of the other uh, factors in this is if you grow up in an environment where there is not a strong moral male role model. And and that's a male role model with good boundaries. I, I say that because I was reading a couple of these articles on here. This one is a girl by the name of Holly Austin Smith who was trafficked when she was only 14 years old. And by the way, she has a book I would want to promote if I'm going to use her name on here. i got to find that book on here for you. But, um, but I'm reading what it says. And, and uh, she said, I was unhappy at home. I was coercible. Uh, 
traffickers take time with victims, feeding them out and convincing them to run away. He told me things that made me feel good about myself. Exactly what Susie's talking about, validation. She's looking outside herself for that feeling of strength. He painted a picture of a glamorous lifestyle. He told me he could introduce me to famous people. So she's seeing her success out here as being from someone else who can provide her with that success. And I looked at that and um, I thought, I heard a victim one time, a survivor say, you know, I fell in love with him and he got me to do this. And I said to myself, okay, I'll do this, but I won't do that. She would draw this kind of line in the sand about who she is. We're getting a huge amount of feedback. We're having all kinds of technical problems today. I don't know what's going on here. But anyway, she, she would say, I'll do this, but I won't do this. And then pretty soon she's saying, I'll do this, but I won't do this. I'll do this, but I won't do this. And she said at one point, finally, there was no this. And it started because she wanted his approval, his feedback. And so as I look at so many of these cases, one of the things that I see is it really has to do with that outside approval. Then how do you, how do you get, how do you help someone find their own inner strength to understand who they are and what they stand for? And especially if you've been prior abuse, because you don't have boundaries, the minute abuse sets in, those boundaries are lowered. They're, you, in essence, don't have boundaries. Mm-hmm. You're extremely vulnerable. And so then you automatically lower your standards. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why survivors have such a hard time in recovery is how do you build healthy boundaries that says, I'm an independent person with strong self-worth and strong identity Mm -hmm. because once you've been groomed, the first thing in grooming is they remove your identity. And I think that, I think that that's very, very important to look at. Yeah. I I like to think of it as uh, when, when you've been abused, you now have all this extra noise in your head And so you start when you're processing, uh, you know, you're trying to process that you're a good person, you're bombarded with no, you're not, no, you're not, no, you're not, you're this, you're that, you're that. And you you have a constant battle in your head to overcome. Yeah, I think that that's absolutely true. I was uh, looking for this young girl's uh, book. Well, she's actually an adult now that wrote about her experience. Her name is Holly Austin Smith, and her book is Walking Prey, P-R-E-Y, if anybody wants to read that. Uh, But as I looked at what she was saying, uh, you know, fortunately, she was not in the life a long time. It certainly was long enough. But as she looked at it, she realized that really she was groomed by her home condition. In other words, already looking outside for approval. You see, this is one of the things that concerns me about all the technology is that we are grooming an entire generation of kids for that immediate feedback and that outside approval. 
And so, and Dan, of course, we use it to introduce them to total strangers who we know nothing about. But in many of these cases, what they'll tell you is they met somebody online. So I believe that that combination of looking for outside validation, of having that hole in your heart for need, whether it's for self-worth or acceptance or for love or inclusion, I believe that those are all things that are going to accelerate in a technology age. Think about uh, what is going on in video gaming right now. We have these chat rooms. By the way, we're about to have encrypted chat rooms, and some of these chat rooms already have live streaming, and we are about to have live streaming, encrypted live streaming. And so this is going to get more and more accelerated as we begin to look at it. But think about being in a chat room where your score is right there and your acceptance by the team is forever at the top of the list. They are going to coerce you to do things that you would never normally do in order to get the validation that Susie just referred to. Well, it is half time. It's at break time again. So we are going to go away and uh, let this have a, a profit break, if you will. And we will be right back. Thank you. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back. We're having a few technical problems today, so bear with us. We'll be okay, I think. Uh, What I'm really wanting to explore here is how all of this takes place, how it takes place psychologically, and, you know, what do the victims look like so that we can find ways to prevent this? The big challenge with this, and especially if you're listening from training, is that for a training purpose, the big challenge, one of the things I just really want to share with you is there's no such thing as a 
typical victim or survivor. Certainly, uh, most of them, many of them, have, were prior sexually molested. But as I look through several of these cases, there are all kinds of scenarios, and I try to understand how that person got there, and more important, what you, especially if you work with a church or a nonprofit around the world, what you can do about it. Now, I know uh, since many of our people are overseas and and, uh, out of Europe especially, that you all are seeing lots of human trafficking cases that are really based on just vulnerable people, people who are displaced, people who are in poverty, people who have lost everything, people who are refugees, uh, people who are from poor, uh, some of the Baltic uh, areas that are then being relocated. And so you say to yourself, how do you, wow, we're getting lots of feedback here, sorry. How do you say to yourself, uh, how does this happen? And what can you do to help? Well, there's a case here I want that was in our news that was on our Facebook page this week. And I just wanted to share it because while it's a foreign national case in the U.S., it's probably not unlike what is happening in Europe. In this case, we had a woman who was uh, sentenced in a prostitution ring case. Now, she was the bookkeeper. So who knows what role she actually played here. But we talked about this case about, oh, probably six, eight weeks ago. It was a a, a Chinese national case here in Southern California. And they had about 28 victims in this case. And it was ran by a man and a woman. And then the man's uh, sister was the bookkeeper and, and she's being sentenced in this case. The headline says woman sentenced in prostitution ring case and it has to do with the Wang family. Jerry Wang was one of them that was part of this that did this. And as I looked at this, it was I, I really want you to understand what this must have been like. These women were brought in legally. They're not bad women. They are not women who ever thought they would be in prostitution. These are women who trusted people of their own nationality because they probably were terrified of Americans. And, you know, when you get into these kinds of rings, this is the reason why I want you to understand there's no such thing as one size fits all in this. There are many ways this happens. In one case, you'll have a 13-year-old who was violated and runs off with a boyfriend. In another case, you'll have a 17-year-old who thinks she's going to be a model. In this case, we had adult women who were from China who, who trusted someone of their own nationality. And... So what happened here is it was absolutely brutal. The transactions ranged from 100 to $160. They were making so much money that they were depositing on average over 40 to $50,000 a month for four straight years. Now that's a huge amount of money. They actually have 50 accounts in nine different banks and they were laundering the money through real estate. Now, the reason I want you to understand this is it was run by a woman. Jerry Wang was involved, but it was his wife, who, or at least his partner, who was actually doing most of this. Most of the advertising was taking place on Backpage. And what would happen is that they would take calls, pretending to be the woman on the line, on the ad, 
and they would set this up. They actually laundered $2.5 million of illicit money from her brother and used those funds to buy three homes. So what I want you to understand is how do we, how do we ever help something like that? Now, there's a challenge here. You know, we see a Chinese girl. In fact, if you go on a lot of the back page ads, many of those girls are Asians. And I addressed that last week, you know, the ethnicity of this business. You know, Asians, Latinas, African-American, Caucasians, I always say they'll sell a 500-pound purple elephant. They don't care what color you are. But I do think that in combating it, it's difficult when you get in these ethnicities because there's often a language barrier. The victim trusts those of her own more often than trusting a foreigner. And if they come from an outside country, especially an Asian country, they are not going to trust U.S. law enforcement. And, and for instance, Cambodia, you would never pick up the phone and call the police and say I'm being violated. You just don't do that. Well, here they are in a foreign country. They don't speak the language. They had trusted someone. They thought they were coming here for jobs. And they find themselves in horrendous prostitution. I mean, these are horrendous numbers that are taking place here in this kind of thing. So the reason I take the time to do that is that I want you to understand that when these people came, they didn't fall in love. They thought they were coming for a job. This often will happen with Filipino, especially Filipino women and men. They pay big money. They'll pay like seven, $8,000 to come over here to get a job where they believe they're going to be a nurse. They trust their own people. And when they get here, they are then put in small nursing homes. And what happens in cases like that is at the end of the month, they say, oh, no, I know you think you have $600 coming, but you owe me 540 of it for your room and board. And by the way, I'm holding your passport and, you know, I'm threatening your family back home. So I want you as listeners to understand that not all this just happens because they fall in love, but they are being duped and they get here and they don't know how to get out. Now, there's another case that I read about. I think I have time to go into this. This headline, uh, what I did here was um, I went through some cases that Susie had posted on our Facebook page. And uh, this one here said, local teacher shares family's story of human trafficking in a public forum. I think this is on our Facebook page. Maybe I, maybe I just ran across this one. Uh, doing research now that I think about it. This is out of Maricopa County over in, in Phoenix. I know uh, Maricopa County is very, very uh, sophisticated in many areas. And in this case, this woman is telling the story of her daughter. Now, it's a fascinating story to me, and I wanted to share it with you. The The person that's telling this story is Kara uh, Selly, I believe. And she had a daughter who she uses her name, so I guess that's okay for me too. She said that Taylor had a miscarriage at 19 and her father had died three years earlier. A vulnerable place like this is right where predators like to pounce. I want to mention that because a lot of times you'll have a stable person that incur incurs a life event. Um, oh, probably six weeks ago we talked about a case out of uh Georgia and Florida, where this 17-year-old girl who was a straight-A student 
her parents had moved from, uh, I think it was Iowa or Indiana, to Georgia in the last year of her high school. And that was very traumatic for her. She never really fit in. She couldn't, she couldn't uh, adjust. And she turned to social media and just living on social media. That's a big warning sign right there is if you're giving up your online, your real life relationships and starting to go internal, that's a big thing. One one of the things that I would caution you parents is that if you see your child spending all their time online, get them away from there, get them involved in soccer, you know, uh, martial arts or uh, running or going to the beach or going to movies together as a family. Get them out and surround them with family. That is one of the most important things you can do. What happened here is that she had a miscarriage and all of a sudden she uh, found a man on social media and this guy played to her vulnerabilities and her emotional state to develop a false bond with her. Exactly like what Susie was talking about. She was looking for validation. He convinced her to let him pick her up one day. We see case after case after case. The minute a girl leaves that fantasy world, remember, these relationships are based on fantasy. She's creating what she wants to hear in her mind. And he's just giving her a little bit of information, but she's making up her world. And, you know, that... That is the reason why I say get them away from the computer and spend time with them. Get them back into reality. A lot of time on on the Internet is going to result in a lot of fantasy kind of thinking as opposed to dealing with the reality. Well, she fell more and more into his clutches. He threatened her family if she didn't go with him. He pretended to be able to fill the void that she'd lost with the death of her father and her unborn child. He abused her. He raped her. He forced her into prostitution. She said she owed him because he loved her and she didn't want to lose him. The parents, the mother, finally lost control. One night after not bringing in enough money for her pimp, Taylor became his victim in a horrific crime. Her trafficker instructed 20 men to rape her as punishment. She finally got away and had the courage to call the police, and he brought her to a shelter. What I want you to see here is, here's a young lady who, up until the time that she was 19, had had a pretty normal life. She thought that she would be able to go forward and everything was good, but she had gotten pregnant by a boyfriend, she had a miscarriage, and then her father had died. Those things right there tell you red flag, red flag, seek counseling, start to work through the grief and the loss so that you're not trying to fill that in with outside validation. Because the minute that you turn your soul over to another human being, you've lost control. You need to know who you are and that you're a loved child of God, that you have value, that you have ability, that you have intrinsic worth, and then you can come to a relationship on an equal level. And that's very, very important in working with our young people so that they don't become victims of sex trafficking. Well, it's break time again, so stay with us. We'll be right back. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton well hello and welcome back we appreciate you staying with us today we're having our bit of challenges but we're about to get them all worked out now the show's almost over anyway <laughs> uh, so uh, follow us on Facebook okay at million kids and email me at opal at millionkids.org so we are really wanting to explore with you and we really want you to think about this email us uh, make comments on our Facebook page whatever uh, because one of the things that that Susie and I and Dr. Hall have been talking about is how can we find ways to strengthen our teenagers? It's it's like social media is uh, really setting them up for the grooming process and the connection process. It isn't just that they can be reached by predators and predators can reach them. It is really all about using technology and social media to try to meet your unfulfilled needs, your unfulfilled social and emotional needs. And this is really an interesting thing because the internet provides you with a fantasy world and you sit there and you're kind of sorting through your feelings and then you have instant feedback as you text out and somebody texts back or you're in a chat room and it just takes seconds for somebody to pick up on you. So Susie wants to talk about a case called Teenage Forced to Become a Sex Slave in Brockton, I think it is. That's right. This is out of Massachusetts, and uh, the police were called to a party that was uh, in an apartment in Brockton uh, where a 16-year-old girl uh, was being forced into prostitution. Apparently, this young lady uh, was contacted by someone that she already knew because they had lived together in a group home. This is a highly vulnerable population. Um, and so they invited her to this party, this this 19-year-old who she'd been in a group home with previously, invited her to a party, and uh, the pimp and this girl, who I'm going to assume is possibly a bottom girl, uh, went and picked her up, 
and they then held her at this apartment. They gave her drugs and alcohol and then forced her into some prostitution. Again, they were using uh, the website uh, Backpage to post ads. You know, we hear that in almost every one of our stories that we that we post. Um, and so fortunately, this girl used Facebook Messenger to contact a friend who contacted the police. And so they were able to rescue this victim. I will say this. I've worked at a group home for seven years. This is prior to social media coming around and all that. But I I will tell you that I can remember times being awestruck by the fact that they would plan outings. And I can remember kids, teenagers who had never been outside of their neighborhood, never been to the mountains never had these other experiences. They're isolated even within their communities at times. And that's why I think now that the internet is so powerful because this is a way for them to go exploring, but not with good leadership around them, not with, with you know, good goals. So they're very vulnerable. You know, one of the things that you and I and Dr. Hal have been talking about is some of the underlying emotional need that is going on that makes these people vulnerable. And I I believe the validation process is probably one of the great ones. And you, you mix this with this concept of social media, like you're talking about. The more I look at this issue the more I say to myself that one of the keys, whether you're a group home or you're a single parent or you're a two-family household, two-parent household, one of the keys is getting young people away from social media and talking to them and getting them to look about at the validation process going on in social media. And more important, how do you get balance back in their life? Can you go to basketball games? Can you go to soccer games? If they live, if there is a group home in your area, as a church, I, I often think maybe as a church group, you could go down and put on like a cooking demonstration where they participate. You bring all the product and then they get left with the recipes where they can get approval and success in activities other than social media or um, just the school setting can you know can we do outings as a if you're especially if you're a single parent one of the things that really is disturbing to me as single parents is more and more is you know not who gets the kid this weekend but who has to take the kid this weekend and you know everybody gets really busy and it's like here just let them play video games i see high end families families with incomes of 200 $200,000 and their kids boys and guy uh, girls are setting home developing their whole social life on these video games because nobody wants to take the kids i'm telling you that i believe that in this day and age, that it's going to take an absolute strategy. It's going to take directed dialogue to sit down and say, how do I raise a person that can understand the truth and understand who they are and what they stand for and that they have values? I'm going to do a kind of an odd takeoff here on you, but uh, I feel the need to say this. I've been struggling with something myself of late. 
I am very disturbed by what's taking place here in America, and I'm sure those of you overseas are hearing this also. But every day on the news now, we're hearing about fake news. And I'll tell you, I'm not going to get political on you. I don't care which side of the aisle or no aisle. That isn't what this is about. But here's what disturbs me is at the heart of who we are is the basic belief in in values. I, I honestly believe that's why God gave us the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not steal. You know, thou shalt not covet. And you look at all of this, and it's like um, fake news is a lie. What Backpage did is a lie. Or whoever made that headline. Maybe it's USA Today, and hopefully it won't get sued for libel. But what they printed is not true. Okay, they printed part of the truth. Yes, they did shut it down under adults, escort, but they didn't shut it down under dating. They, have, they said they were going out of the business. They're not out of that business. No. And it, the reason I say that's so important is that our kids are going to start finding relationships on the Internet. How do they know what the truth is? You know, th- there was a day that when people gave their word, it meant something. And when it was printed in a newspaper, it was true. I was listening to them carry on about, and I'm not going to get into whether you're for or against Donald Trump, but yesterday, as I watched the news, there were I flipped from MSNBC to NBC to CNN to Fox to somebody else, I can't remember, oh, local NBC. And all of it was about, well, allegedly they had a hack, and allegedly this was in it, and allegedly blah, 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 blah. But there's no proof that any of that is. And then I say to myself, then why are you reporting it? It's not news. And then they would come back and they go, well, what if it were true? I say, that's not news. That's a rumor. You know, they are taking on an important figure in the world based on what if, maybe, innuendo, blah, blah, blah. And the reason why that's so important to me is not the political aspect of it, but we are raising children. How do our children have any value? If they look at the Internet, half of what's on the Internet is not true. So when they meet that guy, how do they know if that's real or not? If they're in a chat room and the guy says, you know, he's this wonderful blah, 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 our child wants to believe that. And I really want to address this with you as parents, if you would. Think about this this week. Pray about this. I know this is a strange turn for our show, but I believe that basic morality around the globe is true, is is important. Just think for a fact, if you're someone who's destitute in Romania and they're telling you, I got a great job with your brother-in-law, but it turns out to be something different. How do we discern truth? And more important, how do we teach our child their value, their worth, and their strong need for morality? You guys have been great this week. Thank you for staying with us. We will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. 
please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.